3: True zeal of the Lord, part of knowing it's true zeal of the Lord, is are you doing it to bring glory to Him? Is it so that it's all about Him and not about you? But it goes on further than that. There are people who say, I love the Lord with all my heart, but they don't live any differently. They don't fulfill the work that it just said that He did. In this passage, He's zealous for my Lord, and He then did the job. So real zeal will actually show up in some form of action in your life. We're going to call it simply deeds. It could be ministry deeds from I'm zealous, I'll open the door for people, I'll sweep the lanai, I'll share the gospel with someone. It could be real zeal that you're going to write letters to your senators or congressmen for what is righteous and true. It could be zeal when you hear God's name mentioned in vain somewhere that you come alongside someone and help them understand what's really going on there. It could be that zeal. It could be as public as becoming a pastor someday and crying out to people that they would have the zeal of God and live a separated life under him. I don't know. But it is this that true zeal will translate into a lifestyle change of action. How it will be, I don't know. I'm reminded of a story at this time of a lady who had such a passion for those who were not God people, not God's not God's people. She wanted them to come to faith in Christ, but she could not do that. She was so sickly that she had to remain in a bed with people giving her constant care. What I don't know from my research is why she was in the bed. Was she paralyzed? Was she sick? Did she have some kind of disease? I don't know. All I know is that this lady could not clean or do anything for herself, but yet inside of her was a desire for people to know God so they could worship Him like she loved God. So while she was in that bed, she asked for someone to come alongside her, and she then wrote, dictated, a poem. This poem was so long. It was a huge poem. One long poem. And If you like poetry, you probably like that long poem. So long a poem. Well, years later, there was a songwriter that went over that poetry, and he really liked this section of the poem. He then turned part of that poem into a hymn. And that hymn is said, I love to tell the story. Now, some of you remember that hymn. Here's a lady who couldn't get anywhere. She could not display physical zeal. But inside of her, she was so zealous for people to be able to know about the Lord, she put together a poem, not knowing how far it would go, so that zeal was still done in a passive body, but very active for God. Little known... A few years after that, there was another songwriter who was going over the same poem and he found another section of the poem. And he turned that into a song as well that turned itself into another great hymn, which was, Tell Me the Old, Old Story from the same lady who was so passive she couldn't even clean herself, but was so zealous for her God. So it doesn't matter your personality, it does matter what you're going to do with it for the glory of God. And he was zealous for his God, and therefore he made atonement, and God did some great work there. Well, how can I demonstrate it? I try to reduce it to maybe three simple principles that you might be able to extrapolate from all of this into your life. So let me give you three of them right here. So how do I demonstrate zeal? By the power of the Holy Spirit, for the glory of God, I can demonstrate zeal by getting excited about attitudes and actions that please God. I can get excited about attitudes and actions that please God. I tell you, if you're really excited about the Lord, you're not only excited about you doing something for the Lord, you get excited about anybody doing anything for the Lord. It's something that becomes so much a part of you. Well, again, here's that wonderful passage that Chris read to us today from Titus chapter 2. At the very end of it, it simply says this, that God bought us with his blood through Christ and gave us his spirit to cause us to deny ungodliness, to look forward to the blessed hope and be a peculiar people for him, zealous for good works. Would you underline that phrase, zealous for good works? And I'm just going to probe you a little bit, and and maybe this last week, Carol and I had our annual physicals, and I have to tell you, I I love doctors. I hate going to doctors, though. How many know what I mean? Say, "Uh uh-huh. I love doctors. I'm very grateful that our church has a doctor in it, and any of you that are wanting to become a doctor, that's really great. I just hate going to doctors. I don't like where they poke me and all the rest, and I'm going to stop with that, all right? I just don't like all of that. But I have to tell you that I'm so glad that we do have a doctor that will poke us and and prod us and to find out where we are to find out what attention that we need to have in our life. Now, I've got a good response from the doctor and everything's going well. I just thank God for good health and I really do thank him for it. But here's my point. For a moment, would you allow me to maybe bring to you the Holy Spirit and maybe probe you a little bit? How excited are you? How zealous are you? To grab your Bible on your own without anybody reminding you and pick it up and read it with the intention of getting to know God and getting to know what God wants you to do. Think, believe in your life. How zealous are you? So that would go back then. Well, has he really redeemed you? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe you're so cold to the Lord you you've missed it. Here's one for you. How excited are you about seeing people who do not know the Lord and about an opportunity that you might have to somehow bridge them to the gospel. Maybe all you're going to do is leave a gospel track when you leave a healthy tip with someone. Or maybe you'll send a track to someone when you pay a bill. Or maybe that's even too confrontational for you. Maybe for you it's just, you know, I I made a new friend and I'd like him to come to church with me because I want him to know what really turns me on, God. And and I can't really do it. I'm kind of shy. I'm going to bring him out to church. Are you zealous for that kind of good work? And maybe how about the zealous to sing? Now, you might not like some of these songs. You might not know some of these songs. But whether you sing or like these songs, do you like any songs for God? And are you worshiping him wherever you are? And part of that outlet is in singing. Well, We can go on and on about that. It doesn't have to be so many spiritual things like singing and reading your Bible and sharing your faith. It could be. I'm so zealous that I want to help people. Is there a widow in our church that might need to have some plumbing done in her bathroom or kitchen? Is there someone in our church who is a little older and he doesn't know how to repair his car? And Man, I'd love to help him repair that car. I just can't wait. I, I, I want to use my time for that. I'm zealous about that. My, my, my antennas are up. I'm always listening to hear if someone has a need and how I can meet that need. It doesn't have to be something great. And let me tell you something. I am not zealous, honestly, to fix your car. I don't know how to fix cars. I can put gas in them and I can wreck them. But those are the two things I can do with a car. But beating within my heart is if you've got a car that has a problem, I'll help you call someone or meet someone, I'll connect with you. And I'm only saying that to say you can you can't solve everybody's problem in the world. You can't counsel everybody. You can't read all the Bible in one sitting. You'll never be able to reach everybody in one phone call. But your zealousness for good works can start one person and one opportunity at a time. And if you've got a creative mind of the Lord and say, Lord, whatever it is, this zeal is for you. I want people to know you. I want them to love you. I want things to be in my life that would not hinder people from finding you. Zeal will be properly channeled and the good deeds will comfortably flow from you without any legalism. It will just be where you are for the glory of God. Look at the second bullet point. How do I demonstrate zeal? Motivating others by a spirit of enthusiasm. Now, I'm not making this stuff up. This is all found in Scripture. It's not like I, I decided to grab a verse out of context. Look at this. It says, Now concerning the ministry to the saints. So this is now speaking. Ministry to believers. It is superfluous for me to write to you, Paul says to the people of Corinth, for I know your willingness, about which I boast of you to the Macedonians, that Achaia was ready a year ago. Now, here's the point. And your zeal has stirred up the majority. Would you mark that now? that do you know that when you are properly zealous for the Lord that you will have an influence on others? Now, don't try to define how much of an influence or that if I'm zealous they're going to act this way or that way. Don't start controlling them because then your zeal will turn into manipulation and intimidation. But your zeal is to do right. I promise you, though, a byproduct of proper zeal in your life, you will affect other people. And listen to this. You know the word enthusiasm? N means in. Enthusiasm comes from Theo. So it's God within you. So the whole idea of enthusiasm and zeal is God in you and you release God around you and it will be a positive influence. You know the old statement. You've heard us say it a thousand times probably. You can't light a candle with an unlit one. So we need to let God light our fire and then just get out there and let the world burn through us as we influence them. Keep that in mind. Let me go to number three, the third bullet point. And that is staying motivated without other people having to encourage you. That's kind of interesting because sometimes what we're, we're often called thermometer Christians. If we're around people that are very zealous for God, we kind of come up with them. If they're reading their Bible, I'll read my Bible. If they go to church, well, I've got to go to church too, so I go with them. You know, we're kind of like we, we follow what others follow. That, that sounds really good and that's important because we want to influence other people. But if we keep doing that, we could develop what we might call a codependency relationship. We could call it something that while we're doing so right, the other person's doing it with us, but is he really doing it for the glory of God or not? And that's why when we pass away, we, we pass out of sight, I don't mean pass away like die. Well, maybe we die. But we, we move out of their influence. They go back down the tubes again because they haven't made it theirs. So part of it is to influence others. But watch it, watch it, watch it. It's to help them learn to have an inner enthusiasm, an inner zeal for the Lord. Let's go to this passage. Wonderful. Staying motivated without having other people keep our fire lit. It says, For he not only accepted the exhortation, but being more diligent, he went to you of his own accord. Something within him caused him to reach out to other people of his own accord. Nobody told him to do it. Nobody sent him out to do that. Something inside of him was a heart that beat zealously for God. And it went out. Let's go a little bit further. And it says, But it is good to be zealous in a good thing always... And the last part says, and not only when I am present with you, that something inside of you gets you excited to get it out. Can I just simply say this? All the caffeine you drink might, might, might cause you to get so excited. and You get really kind of animated and it might even move you because you wake up and you're more alert. Some of that might not be all that bad. But if you say that's zeal, that's not necessarily biblical zeal. There is a zeal that is not according to knowledge all we have to do is read the newspaper and every day when we read about a roadside bomb going off in the Middle East there's a zeal there but not according to real knowledge for God if you kind of agree with where I'm going with some of that say "Uh uh-huh what you ought to do which would be a wonderful study would be to find out in scripture when is zeal wrong I'm giving you all when it is right but there's a wrong zeal too now I don't have time to unpack that today and so what I've done is I put together an article and it's going to be put on our website. And if you give them a couple of days, they're going to get it on the website. And you can download the article, which talks about zeal without knowledge when that's wrong. And so I want you to have that for you to be able to look at it. I picked it up from someone else who was very rich. And it talked a lot about six different areas that we could have zeal that's not according to knowledge, that's imbalanced zeal. You want to have that. But let me go back to this. The zeal that we have that's going to be inside of us, that will keep us motivated even when others can't, will be a god enthused internal zeal. Secondly, when we are properly zealous, we will have a positive influence upon other people. And the only way that happens is when God's zeal comes inside of us and we release it. Now we talk about God's mind on zeal. I've given you five there. The reason there are no blanks in your outline is so that you could do your own study, look at these verses in context and see what God has to say about God's mind on zeal. The last is I want you to look at the action steps on this because now we need to act. And I'm appealing to those of you that are really saying, you know what, I need to do business with God with my own zeal. I've been far too passive. I've learned now that it's not an an outward dramatic personality change to have zeal. What it does mean is that I do know what is right and wrong. I'm going to pursue what is right. I'm going to forsake what is wrong. It's going to start with me, and I'm going to do it no matter the cost. Now I'd like to help all the people do that as well. Now, if that's where you are, I hope this will help you. First of all, you need to trust Christ as your Savior and don't wait. And the reason you have to trust Christ as Savior is because if you're on the outside of this trying to be zealous, and even for good causes, whether it's all the do-good or clubs on the island, you can do all of that. There's nothing wrong with it. The problem is God won't get all the glory, won't get any glory usually. It will not be often sustained. They'll have a lot of inner conflict. And the real question is, what is it doing to you internally for further spiritual development and rewards? So do good, but real zeal Real good is when you do it for the Lord. So you need to have Christ in you, the hope of glory. And how does he come inside of you? It's when you come before the Lord and you say to him, Lord, I want to thank you that in your zeal, so to speak, you were committed to me. You went to the cross. You were so committed to doing right. Your zeal stayed up on the cross. You died on that cross. Your blood was shed. You rose again from the dead. You paid my sin ticket to heaven. And right now I'm receiving you as my Savior just as I am. I'm not promising you that I'll turn from this or turn to that. I'm coming to you, Lord, as a sinner desperate for a Savior. And you are the only Savior. And so right now, Lord, I humbly come to you. And I say, Lord, I know if I do not trust you as my Savior, I will spend eternity separated from you. I need you as my Savior forever. I believe you are God who went to the cross in the form of Christ and died and rose again, and I'm trusting you. Now, my friend, I can't make it any clearer than that other than quoting the words of Jesus when he said this. Truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believes on me has right now everlasting life. It doesn't say, truly, truly, I say unto you, he that behaves has everlasting life. It doesn't say, truly, truly, I say to you, he that believes and has a lot of good zeal will have everlasting life. No, it just simply says, he who believes in Christ will have everlasting life. I pray you trust Christ. Look at the second thing you can do as a believer in Christ now. This is for those that have trusted Christ. Avoid people who are critical. Because often people who are critical begin to warp your mind and you'll start feeling down and depressed and they'll really affect you. Now, you you want to have people in your life who will have... The ability to critique you, that's good to have those kind of people in your life, but not those who are always critical or negative or fearful in your life. And I've given you some illustrations of that, and I want to go to number three. Feast on the Word of God. I'll tell you, when you start feasting on the Word of God, here's what happens. Listen, listen, this is, this is so cool. When you feast on the Word, what it does is it strengthens your faith. Usually people that have solid zeal are those that have got more confidence. The people who lack confidence generally aren't very zealous. So if you want to have more zeal in your life, you have to have more confidence in your life. In order for you to have more confidence in your life, you have to have ownership of God's word in your life. You have to abide in it, let it abide in you. And when God's word takes hold of you, supernaturally your confidence level comes up. Because now you do know better what's right and what's wrong and why you should do what you should do. And why you shouldn't care what happens to you. No matter what you do for righteousness... And so now that confidence comes when you're in God's Word. Now, let me just close with an illustration for those people who are our guests here today. For those that know Christ as Savior. You know, most of you, how I came to faith in Christ. Carol led me to Christ. You know that she invited me out to a youth meeting, blah, blah, blah. I got saved, all of that. But let me tell you a little bit more about what's behind the story. Because I want to show you Carol's testimony in all of this. Carol, when I met her, was extremely shy. In fact, sometimes looking at her, her face would turn red because she would be so shy and so embarrassed. Amazing, isn't it? Now, she's not your Beth Moore, but boy, does she love those wave girls that she has. She loves you. She loves being out in the Lanai and talking to you and all that. But she's outgoing now, but she sure doesn't want to teach a big Bible study and try not to give her the microphone to speak in front of thousands, although she would if she had to once or twice kind of thing. She's scared about going to Singapore. God's given her the strength to go, but there's still that nervousness within her. But now listen very carefully. She was still very zealous for the Lord. No, she didn't have Jesus, you know, pasted all over her notebooks. She didn't wear all Jesus junk and jewelry all over her. She wasn't praise Jesus, glory to God, how you doing? She wasn't like that, believe me. She was just a simple little shy girl. You ought to see pictures of her. She'd sit in class. Now, God placed me next to her. And I was shy, too. <laughs> no, I'm joking on that part. I'm never shy. And so I'm seated next to her. Now, can you imagine a, 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 a dominant, driving, determined, doer, you know, guy sitting next to shy little girl over here. And I'm lost. Or she's saved over here. And so she then... Looks over at me and says, Would you like to go to a fifth quarter? We're going to have some great fun there. We're going to go to a football game. We're going to see the guys play. And then we're going to go to a special Bible study. Now, what would take a meek, mild, shy, little, tiny, Christian girl to talk to me? We were not dating. She did not know me. For all practical purposes, I was like all the people that live in your neighborhood, strangers. The people that you go shopping with, I was a stranger. There was no outward zeal. There was no excitement about her. All there was was I was lost. She loved God. She knew God wanted her to tell others about God so that they could glorify God. She knew that I would go to hell. She knew she had to do it to obey the Lord. So God then took control of Carol's life through the Spirit of God. And in her shyness, not changing her personality, she put aside her fears. And she then reached out to this dominant, driving, determined individual. And somehow figured out a way to invite me to a meeting where I would hear the gospel. Now, the zeal that was inside of her was so real because it wasn't like she brought me to the meeting and then abandoned me because she's too afraid of what I might do and react to something that was so religious. She stayed right with me. The zeal kept her there. Shy little girl over here, sit right next to me. She sat right there. When it was all over, she didn't say, I'm glad you could come. Hope you can come back next week. I want to have you meet my friends. No, her little bit of shyness still was overtaken by a zeal that God gave her that simply said, "Stan." Stand. Did what the speaker from the Bible tonight make sense to you when he said that all you have to do to go to heaven is to place your faith in Jesus Christ? This little shy girl over here was so taken over by the zeal of God that even within her shyness, there was a boldness that came out for righteousness' sake. And I'm going to tell you that there are people around you that need the zeal of God demonstrated through your personality. And the way you do that is to not work up a zeal for those people. Mm-mm Mm -mm 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 -mm. you work up a zeal for God you allow God now to take control of you and all of a sudden this whole world looks a whole lot different to you and watch this you'll go into a very special time of blessing like they went into the promised land because God wants to unleash even more on you I don't know what it is but I know what it's of God it's great let's pray shall we with every head bowed and every eye closed my friend I really love you And I've been excited about the entire series of the ABCs, and I pray that it's impacted you. But again, I think that this last one is so rich and so important because it's really being zealous to do good deeds, to do those character traits. And that only comes when His zeal lives inside of us, and it turns us around to have zeal for Him, and then zeal for what He wants us to have zeal. Now, those of you that haven't trusted Christ as Savior, I want you to know that... Right now you might have a pretty good life going on. I don't know much about it. But you're in Hawaii. You're in an air-conditioned building. You made it here. You have enough health. You're hearing this. But there still is a payday coming. And that's going to be eternity separated from him in a real place called hell. And this God who is rich in mercy and grace, who's already paid your sin ticket for you on the cross, and he's offering it to you, He so loves you that he has brought you the message. He wants to bring you out of the bondage of sin. He wants to bring you out of this penalty of sin. And he wants to put you in a presence where there is no sin and that you can have all heaven waiting for you. Now he's done all of that, but now it's your choice. Do you want to embrace gods that are non-gods? Do you want to grab a hold of sin and everything else that comes from a heart that's not with God only to finally end up in hell and pedal as fast as you can until you die to try to make this life as best as you can thinking that this is great and you've got heaven going on but only to find out that this life as good as it is this is your heaven because you're not going to heaven when you die and right now God loves you so much he brought you into a building or he had you flip on the radio or someone handed you this tape where you could hear that going to heaven is a by faith thing in Christ a believing thing not a behaving thing would you right now receive the grace and the mercy of a loving God right now he loves you He's done all the work for you. And he says, simply trust me to forgive you of your sin. I promise I'm not a God who can lie. Please trust me. I know what the consequences will be for you. And I'm not willing for you to have to go through that. But it's your choice ultimately. I can put it all before you. Salvation is of of me. But now do you want me? So right now, my friends, will you turn to Christ and Christ alone to be your Savior by faith? So simply say this, Lord, I'm a sinner. I know I've done things wrong. I receive your forgiveness. I'm receiving you as a God who cannot lie. My sins are forgiven. I have a home in heaven, and I have the potential for a new life and a better life on earth. I don't know what it's going to be, but I don't care because you're in it, and you don't make junk, and I'm going to trust you for it. Is there anyone in here today that would tell me silently, with an uplifted hand, that today is the day you're receiving Christ as the Lord who died and rose again? Christians, Did God speak to you about being passionate for him? Loving him with all your heart fervently, all your soul, all your mind? Are you ready to do that with all your strength? So love him first, then you will love others. And the zeal will be a biblical zeal for righteousness sake, a change life, but all within your personality bent. Our gracious heavenly Father, I thank you for today and I thank you for the story of Phineas who displayed first a a zeal for you because he received a zeal from you and it caused a changed life and it stopped horrible consequences for an entire nation because he was willing to pay the price not knowing what's going to result afterwards. He just did what was right and he gave the results to you. Now, Lord, I pray for our people here on their jobs that they would do right. In their families, they would do right. In our community, on our island, we do right right. And that Father, that this would be an inner zeal that you've given to us. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: You're listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida.
4: 94.9 FM AM 950. The Word. Thank you so much for being with us here for Stan Ponds. And make it clear, have it for you Monday through Friday at the same time in the afternoon at 530. More information on the ministry, which is a local Orlando ministry by the way. You can find all of that online at the That's the Hope it's been a blessed day for you and you've been blessed by Stan Ponds. Coming up, we have Trevor Wallace next with Spiritual Oxygen at 6. And then at 7 uh, this evening, we'll have Aaron Budgen and Living God Ministries. Just some of the fine ministries coming up later on uh, today, right here, where faith comes by hearing. And I invite you to join us for the Church of the Week again this Sunday at 2 p.m. River Oaks Presbyterian in Lake Mary is our featured church. The pastor there is David Kamara. We'll have an interview with him. I'll find out more about him and the church, and then he will deliver the message Getting the God. Gospel right. It's the Church of the Week this Sunday at 2 right here where faith comes by hearing. We're 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word. Hard to believe but true, eight days away. Eight days until all the pastors here in Central Florida that attend along with their pastoral staff enjoy a delicious lunch. Philip DeCourcy from Know the Truth as our featured speaker and also a huge ministry expo with all kinds of wonderful latest resources of For pastors there and in addition every pastor that signs up for this event and attends gets a chance to win a trip for two to israel courtesy of israel ministry of tourism it's an absolutely free event pastors this is a no-brainer we'd love to see you there a free event a really good time fellowship praise and worship and so much more it's the 2017 pastors appreciation lunch in eight days october 26th at the rosen plaza on i drive a uh, free for all central florida pastors and the pastoral staff as well sign up now at the that's the word it's all presented by the timothy plan and 94.9 fm and am 950 the word
1: Hi everyone, Pete Paquette, radio host here at Salem Media Group Orlando, and I wear glasses. Yes, I admit it, since I was a little kid. Never could wear contacts either, but now my eyesight is changing and so am I. I'm sick of fumbling with eyeglasses, the dents in my temples, fogging, the list goes on and on. So I looked into LASIK, and you know who I found? The Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. And now I'm excited to look forward to leaving the glasses on the nightstand. Yeah, first I went online to myvisionfreedom.com. I learned about LASIK and Dr. Filatowski, Central Florida's most experienced LASIK surgeon with over 41,000 LASIK procedures, 25 years of changing lives. Then I called 800 Eye Exam and set up a visit to the Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute in Lake Mary. I had a complete eye exam. I had a consult with a board-certified optometrist. I'm feeling pretty comfortable about getting on with the next stage of my life without glasses. LASIK's the answer for me. I know it will be for you, too. Go online to MyVisionFreedom.com or call 800 Eye Exam. The Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute.
2: This is Aaron Budgen of Living God
3: Ministries. What do you expect from God? What does He expect from you? You might expect a lot from Him, but He just wants you to believe in Him. To learn more about the relationship He wants to have with you, listen to the broadcast of Living God Ministries on this station, WTLN, Monday through Friday from 7 to 7.30 p.m.
4: Or listen through our free radio archive at livinggodministries.net. Now's the time to research your school choices for next year. Holy Cross Lutheran Academy in Sanford invites you to their open house for middle through high school on October 25th or elementary on October 26th. Visit them at the For more information, HCLA, inspiring hope for the future with rigorous academics and Christian education.
0: From the Filatowski LASIK Institute studios. This is 94.9 FM and AM 950. The Word. WTLN Orlando. Where faith comes by hearing. The IRS doesn't mess around if they.